Ash Wednesday is the first day of Lent, and Lent is a season of 40 days. It lasts from now until Easter, not counting Sundays. And during that time, during Lent, is an opportunity for us to reflect and to look at our relationship with God and to begin to see where we're doing well, but also where we might need to shore some things up. And uh, this is a this is a big that's a big part of what Lent allows us to do. It's a time of fasting, a time of prayer, a time of repentance, a time which is to turn back to to God. So uh, we're going to talk more about that throughout this service as we go through. Um, different scriptures that speak to um, repentance and speak to the nature of God and who he is. Um, we're going to sing some songs that also um, point that out as well. So I hope that tonight you'll kind of settle in from the day. I know that the day is, is sometimes lingers when we, when we get here, but I hope that we'll settle and begin to contemplate what, what it is about our Savior that draws us what it is about our life that we need to let go of. So if you'll bow with me. Father, this evening, which is a high and holy time in the church, we pray for your spirit as always, Lord, to be present with us. We cannot make it without you. We need you desperately. Help us in this season to examine and see the things that we're putting in between ourselves and our relationship with you. Give us the courage to let go of those things and to seek first your kingdom. Bless our time, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Be with us tonight. Please stand and join in the singing of Lord, I need you. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Without you, I fall apart. You're the one that guides my heart.
word among the nations why should they say among the peoples where is their god I'm reading from the new testament second corinthians beginning at chapter 5 verse 20 we are therefore christ's ambassadors as though god were making his appeal through us we implore you on christ's behalf be reconciled to god God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of my salvation, I helped you. I tell you now, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way in great endurance in troubles and hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything.
Give us clean hands, give us pure heart. Let us not lift our soul to another. Forgive oh, us clean hands and give us pure heart. Let us not lift our soul to another. Oh God, let us be generation that sees, seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. Oh God, let us be a generation that sees, seeks your face, oh God of Jacob. So give us clean hands. Give us pure hearts. Let us not lift our soul to another. A reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be done in secret. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. It's the word of God for God's people. Thanks be to God. Please have a seat. Be still and know that I am God. This season is a time for us to be still, to listen, to be available for the message that God has for each of us. Fasting is a process that is meant to draw us closer, to give us a way to break down some of the things that get between us and God. But I wonder, I don't wonder, I know that a lot of times in this season it's kind of a game, right? I'm going to give up chocolate. I'm going to give up, nothing wrong with giving up chocolate. Nothing wrong with giving up alcohol. Nothing wrong with giving those things up. 
That's kind of not the point. Or not the full point. When we give something up with intent to grow spiritually, there's more to it than just giving something up. Right? We talked about in in our in the you know the <laughs> the um, celebration of disciplines keeps coming out coming coming back time after time after time, right? Because that's where we are as a church, I think. I don't think that where we are in the journey is an accident of any kind. And when we look at fasting, it's more than just the giving up. When we give something up, we create a space. So what are we going to do with that space? I know you can't probably read that. But what it says is give up, if you give up complaining, then focus on gratitude. Don't just give something up. What are you going to add? If you give up pessimism, become an optimist. If you give up worry, trust God. I know it doesn't say that, but that's what it says. If you give up bitterness, then turn to forgiveness. If you give up hatred, Return to love. Give up negativism. Be positive. You see, I, I think that in this season, if, if we're, if we're going to be obedient to the fast and obedient to the giving up, then we need to go beyond that. Because if we just stay the same, we're not going to get anywhere. And it's going to be just another Lent. It's going to be the same old, same old coming out of it. You know, oh, that was great. You know, I gave something up, but I didn't really add anything to and I didn't grow. The purpose of fasting is to grow, is to grow closer to God, is to become more and more the people that he's called us to be. He's called us to be his children and to be aligned with him and to walk with him and to be able to be used not just in here but outside of here in powerful and amazing ways. Uses the, no, the ordinary to do the extraordinary. That's our God. That's what he does. That's what he wants to do. And we have a part to play in that. So yeah, give something up, but not just to create a hole. What are you going to add? What are you going to add? A few weeks ago, we talked about giving up to gain when we talked about fasting. The giving up is important because it's a discipline in it, and it, and it, and it's, and it helps our, us to, to re restrict the the physical part of us, the flesh part of us, and, and, and to bring the spiritual into that realm and to, and, and to grow in that way. But, but it's not just that. It's more than that. We gain a relationship with God if we're willing to step into that breach. So when you fast and you have a craving, what should you do? Pray. What else? Study, serve, meditate, yeah, absolutely, right? That there's a whole book by some guy named Richard Foster. <laughs> if we give something up, we, we need to be focusing on, on where we go and, and what new are we going to bring in. The whole list, prayer, study, meditation, solitude, submission, 
which is putting God first. I know people hate that word, but it still <laughs> doesn't mean that it's a bad word. It's where we put God first above ourselves. Service, confession, worship, guidance. How many of us need help in our, in our journey? And, and so we have people who are guides with us, walking with us. And celebration. We get to celebrate. That's where, that's, that's the what you put in, right? So we, we choose whatever we choose to fast from, and, and that's up to you, right? That's between you and God, whatever that is. But don't leave it with just the giving up. Got a phone call from a friend this week. I, was, I was kind of knew what I, what, where I was going to not tonight, um, and he asked me the question. He said, so during Lent, is it okay to add something instead of just subtract? And I said, yes. I hope so, <laughs> you know, because we spend, if, if, if all we do is create space, I mean, there's some scriptures out there, you know, that there was a demon that, that, that if we're not careful, seven more will come back, you know, we got to put God back in that hole, we got to put God back in that hole, and we can, because it gives us so many tools to do it, so we got to grab hold of that and walk into that, so that's my challenge, the challenge I have for, for us here in this church is to do that, is not just to give something up, but to add something to and, and to seek for and to pray. On, on the tear-off on, on the bulletin that you have, on one side is, er, are some things that I challenge you to pray for in this season. This is an important season here at Arbor Point Church. Pray for the direction of this church. Pray for Grow to Be You Day School. Pray for the leadership. Pray for me. God knows I need it. You know, pray for Kit because she has to deal with me. You know, pray for us. Whatever it is that you're giving up, use that. Use that craving and use the, the whatever that draw is to get closer to God. Go to prayer. Go to study. Just don't give something up. Add something to. It's an interesting thing because if you draw near to God, you know what he'll do? He will draw near to you. And that's what this season can be if we're willing to step into that. So dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the early Christians observed with great devotion the days of our Lord's passion and resurrection. And it became the custom of the church that before the Easter celebration there should be a 40-day season of spiritual preparation. That's what we're talking about. During this season, converts to the faith were prepared for holy baptism. It was also a time when persons who had committed serious sins and been separated themselves from the community of faith were reconciled by penitence and forgiveness and restored to participation in the life of the church. In this way, the whole congregation was reminded of the mercy and forgiveness proclaimed in the gospel of Jesus Christ and the need we all have to renew our faith. I invite you, therefore, in the name of the church, in the name of Christ, to observe a holy Lent by self-examination, by repentance, by prayer, fasting, self-denial, and by reading and meditating on God's holy word. To make a right beginning of repentance and as a mark of our mortal nature, let us now bow before our Creator and Redeemer. Father, we come together this evening to come before you to humble ourselves, 
and release to you those things that get between us and you. And as we move forward, Lord, help us to always have you in the right place as Lord of our life and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If the children would come up and, uh, and Christy, um, she's going to lead, lead the, the kids through a, an explanation of this time. And in a, in a little bit, they're going to lead us in, t in, a, in a confession. And when they do that, then um, please join along and then um, we'll have another con uh, time of confession following. So, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, Will just came up here. We're going to be working with some ashes here in just a moment. And Will said, Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it looks like crushed Oreos. So, um, let's, let's, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about this. So, you four, I want to tell you, first of all, I'm so thankful that you're here. Do you know why? This is a very special night. You guys are going to help us do this whole worship service. Isn't that amazing? Not only with Pastor Mike, but with me. We're going to work on doing some things together, and then your parents are going to help us too. Can you help us do that? Okay. So I have a question for you. Have you ever made a mistake? I have not ever made a mistake, ever. I'm just kidding. You know I have. Have you ever made a mistake? Yes. We all make mistakes, right? So what do you usually do or say when you make a mistake? What do you say when you make a mistake? If you mess up, man, let's go nuts. What do you What do you say? What if you accidentally stepped on Elena's foot? What would you say to her? Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, what does it mean when you say you're sorry, Elena? What does it mean when you say you're sorry to your friend? You didn't mean to. That's right. You didn't mean to. Do you think it's important that we say we're sorry? Like, Michael, if, if you hurt, especially your sister, because you really, really, really love her, it's important to say you're sorry, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does saying you're sorry help? How does it help you? It helps you remember that everything is behind you now. And hopefully you learn from it, right? Hopefully it's a lesson and something that you don't do again. But sometimes we trip up and make that mistake again, but that's okay. So today is called Ash Wednesday. That's kind of a strange term, right? Ash Wednesday. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that means. It's the first day of Lent, as Pastor Mike said. And Lent is a length of time to think about getting closer to God, to focus more on him and less on all the stuff around us. Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. Today is the day when we say that we're sorry to God and think about our lives. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. Close your eyes. For, yeah, hold, hold your eyes closed if you need to. Okay. All right. While you have your eyes closed, I want you to think about some things that you might want to say you're sorry for. Now, you don't have to say them out loud. This is a private time. Think about something maybe that you did that 
you don't feel so good about maybe you messed up or made a mistake. Maybe thinking about that. Okay. Did you think about something? You don't have to say what it was, but did you think about something that you could possibly say that you're sorry about? Yeah. Well, <laughs> now I know how Corey feels with Brett. <laughs> okay. Here's the part where we get to help. We're going to help everybody during this worship part, okay? So this is something, what we're, what we are participating in is something called a liturgy. Can you say a liturgy? Liturgy. Liturgy. That's a strange word, a liturgy. What is a liturgy? A liturgy is a kind of worship that has psalms and Bible verses and prayer. Have we done any of those things already tonight? Did we sing? We did sing. Did Pastor Mike read some scripture from the Bible? He did. What haven't we done yet? There was three things in the liturgy. Psalms, Bible verses, and prayer. Prayer, that's right. Prayer, we haven't done that part. Well, guess what? You guys are going to help us do that. Okay? All right, so you, will you help us? You help us? Okay, so what we're going to do is your parents are going to pray with you too. I'm going to say a part of the prayer, and when I finish, I need for everyone to say, Lord, we are sorry. Let's try it. Say, Lord, we are sorry. Good job. You guys learn very quickly. Now, after you say, Lord, we are sorry, I'm going to give you a cross. After you say, Lord, we are sorry, oh, there's a good one. you're going to take your finger and you're going to dip it in the ashes and you can either make, it's okay, you can either make a cross after you say you're, we're sorry or you can just dot your finger and you just use your fingerprints. You just need a pointer finger, don't need all hands in there, just the pointer finger and you just do that after we say, Lord, we are sorry, okay? Is everybody ready? Ready to help us pray? Okay, I'll put my eyes on. Okay, get ready. Thank you, Lord, that you love us and hear us when we pray. We are sorry for things that we have done that have hurt you and others. We have not loved you or others as much as we could. Lord, we are sorry. do the next part of the prayer. In just a few minutes, we're going to do it again, okay? It's okay. You guys are doing Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We have not helped others as Jesus has helped us. Lord, we are sorry. We have been impatient. Lord, we are sorry. We have been angry. Lord, we are sorry. We have been jealous of others. Lord, we are sorry. We have told lies. Lord, we are sorry. We have forgotten to pray. Lord, we are sorry. 
of confession, please join me in Psalm, the reading of Psalm 51, which is a prayer for cleansing and pardon. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being, Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sin, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sing a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise, for you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Almighty God, you have created us out of the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be to us a sign of our mortality and penitence, so that we may remember that only by your gracious gift are we given everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear us and help us, Lord. Work through us so that we can share your goodness and love in the world. Show us the joy and new life that Jesus brings. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Help us to love one another. Please join in the singing of beautiful things, and the children are going to hand out hearts. For God loves you immensely.
May the almighty and merciful God, who desires not the death of a sinner, but that we turn from wickedness and live, accept your repentance, forgive your sins, and restore you by the Holy Spirit to newness of life. Go from this place. Be a blessing to those in your life. Live for him. Reflect in this season. Amen.